Gitman Tint, helping folks and customers with their content marketing. He acquired one of his, uh, someone else in a space in Toronto uh, that was doing about 1.5 million in revenue back in late 2018. He was doing a million in revenue at the time. Now the company doing about 2.5 uh, million a year in revenue across 130 customers. Founded in 2012, 3.8 million raised, looking to raise another 500 grand right now to fuel some of this growth. Net revenue retention about 100,000, uh, sorry, 100%, and their uh, CAC payback period caught in the 12 to 15 month range. Nathan Latke here, guys. And if you're enjoying the podcast, remember there's a premium version with even more. You get early access to episodes. So you would have heard this almost four weeks ago. There's 1,500 searchable transcripts by data points like revenue greater than a million or located in the United States or bootstrap SaaS companies only. If you want to help out right now, head to gitlatka.com or check out the show notes for a link. Your support also helps us to continue to produce high quality shows in the future. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Matt Dion. He's the CEO of Mintent. It's a technology ind- and he's a technology industry veteran with 24 years of experience ushering early stage companies through the tricky early adopter and early majority market phases. The company's focused on making the best marketers better. Matt, you ready to take us to the top? You bet. Yes. Yeah, so why, why are you in software? You need to be like, you know, kisses, you know, roadie or something. Just be on the road <laughs> with them 24 <24/7. laughs> seven. Well, you know what? I, uh, I'm a drummer. I started drumming in high school and uh, I guess, um, I had to make a calculation back then. Could I make more money being a drummer or uh, going into into technology? And so, I, you know, that's where it took me. But uh, yeah, I'm a big Kiss fan, though. So, give us more detail. What what is Mintent helping marketers do? Yeah, so there's two aspects uh, of it. Um, one is we provide a SaaS platform to get marketers on the same page around the uh, you know the planning, the production, the distribution, and the measurement of all of their digital content. And then we also have a uh, set of complementary services, digital marketing services that complement that. So we can actually help marketers uh, figuring out their personas and, and creating their content and distributing their content and all of that. And, and so just to clarify, if you look at the past 12 months and you and you break total revenue into two buckets, one is true SaaS and one is uh, consulting professional services, the extra things you offer, what percent would you say is pure SaaS? Uh, pure SaaS without customers using any services from us is probably it's it's about seventy five percent. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and then the other twenty five is people using our software and our services together. Yep, that's great. Not not a bad thing to have because uh, you obviously some extra touch drives drives deeper uh, usage and hopefully higher retention, which can be all positive things. Yeah, absolutely. So, so how do you structure your team then? So how many of them are focused on services exclusively versus the tech side? Um, it's about the same. I, I would. So we've got a little bit more on services just because it's uh, more labor intensive, right? So my team's 17 people and there's uh, six full time and about three or four contractors that we use. And they're they're just purely in the software with the customers every day doing it for them. And then uh, I've got a dev team of uh, six, and then I've got sales, marketing, customer success is, is the rest. How many quota carrying reps do you have? Um, three. Three. Okay, three. Yeah. Okay, so so let's get some of the, the backstory here. Now, for people that missed your first episode, it was back in episode seven. It was episode 714. We did that, Matt. You ready for this? We did that back in September of 2018. I, I mean, that I was a... <laughs> A year and a half ago. Wow. A year. It was a while ago. <laughs> yeah. So you you told me back then you had about 100 customers. Where, where are you at today? 
Um, we're slightly higher than that. Um, you know, the services side of things, um, it grows, it grows quite slowly, you know, because it's, it's, you know, you need people behind that. So we've increased that by a few. And then the software side, since we spoke, we probably added 20 or 30 uh, clients to the mix there. So call maybe higher than 30 customers total right now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the, uh, since we spoke at you, like when we spoke, we were just, uh, I hadn't even completed the acquisition, uh, of that other company. And so, Oh, sorry, which other company? Well, so I bought a, another company out of Toronto, uh, called G shift. And so we were right in the middle of, of, I was right in the middle of acquiring that customer uh, or sorry, that company when we last spoke. So that closed in October and really a lot of uh, that year was spent sort of bringing the two companies together, merging the platforms, the people, the systems. Um, and so, you know, we weren't necessarily focused on aggressive growth. We were focused on making everything work together well. So um, now, end of the day, the company doubled in size and got to cash flow positive. So it was a really good move, that acquisition. And now we're, you know, focusing on uh, the sales and marketing required to get growth. What what was G Shift doing in terms of revenue run rate when you decided to purchase it? Um, they were doing uh, about a million and a half. So and we were doing about a million, and so we brought the companies together. We decided to sunset uh, some of the technology and merge the other piece into our piece, and then uh, rolled software and services together. So it was a sort of a bit of a reshuffling. So that, that was back in, again, October 2018. You're at a million there at 1.5, 2.5 total, plus some growth over the past year and a half. So, I mean, are you guys past three yet? Three million run rate? No, no. So, so we actually rationalized some stuff. So we, like I said, we sunset some product uh, that we had that we just sort of let that, that sort of, you know, disappear. And then um, we, you know, we were investing in merging the platform. So where I would say that from the acquisition to now, if you just look at the top line, we're flat. Okay, got it. So about two, so about two million, two point five million in terms of run rate. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, yeah. Okay. Two, two and and then so so help me understand when you buy a company, how do you decide what to sunset and what to double down on? Um. Yeah. Well, basically, we looked at the. Uh, basically, we looked at what customer usage, right, and what and what people wanted, and so. What we decided to sunset is, is we had a um, uh, legacy, well, what we think of as legacy SEO product. So the traditional SEO uh, analytics platform. And we actually decided that uh, we wanted to, there were two parts to G-Shift. One was this SEO platform and one was this tracking capability. So the ability to put a unique URL on every piece of content that goes out through every channel so that you can see the engagement. Um, we felt that SEO was just changing so quickly that we actually um, morphed that into another product that we're going to be launching this year, which is using more uh, machine learning to actually proactively optimize the content before publishing it versus the traditional SEO is to publish, let Google crawl it, see how you show up in the search results, tweak it you know it's a very slow manual iterative process and so we actually we sunsetted the traditional uh platform but we actually took the know-how and the technology and morphed it into a new product that we're going to be launching this year so it was really just where things are going and where we saw our customers getting value 
And that's what we decided uh, where to invest and where to sunset. Okay. And so how's that impacting things like churn? What's gross annual revenue churn look like these days? Well, so on the core platform that we invested in, our, we got the churn. Like I think I told you when uh, last we spoke, when I took the company over three years ago, we had a 57% churn rate. It was just a completely unsustainable situation. And we brought that churn rate down to less than 5%. So on the core content marketing platform, you know, the calendar, the workflows, the tracking, uh, that churn rate is very, very low. On the uh, traditional SEO product, the churn... Um, probably like 40%. So still really high, but sort of done, done intentionally. And, you know, we're giving those, you know, we're still supporting those customers fully. In fact, what we've done with that product is we've included um, some concierge services because we found with SEO, um, it's, it's a tricky process and you need some expertise to do it. So we actually folded in some services for those clients. So we've, that churn rate has come down a lot because we're doing a lot more handholding on that. And then when the new product's ready, we'll be going back out to all of the those existing clients, previous clients, and uh, obviously new clients. Yeah. If you just look at revenue, so ignore which product the revenue is coming from. But if you looked at monthly revenue exactly a year ago, and let's say it was, again, about $120,000, $140,000, that cohort yeah. that was paying you then, if you just look at revenue churn, what, what, what were they paying You know, exactly one year later, maybe last month? Were they at like $120,000? So there's twenty k of revenue churn there? Or how would you quantify that? Uh, yeah. Uh, if I look at it that way, then... It's it's about flat. It's about okay. flat. So we've had we've had low. So if you look at the cohorts, the legacy stuff, high churn, the the stuff we're investing in our current product, low churn, and then we've had some growth. So the growth is probably compensated for the churn of the legacy product. So I'd say overall, our sort of pure software SaaS has been flat. So net revenue retention, hundred percent. Not, that's not bad, by the way, uh, at this price point. But but I still am curious. So you're basically taking your churn plus your expansion. They're netting zero. But I'm still curious how aggressive both those things are. So like, are you saying you said 5% and 40% churn across your two products? What I'm asking is for essentially a blended average, the actual revenue lost, not customer logo. So I mean, do you think it's 20% churn and 20% expansion to get you back to that baseline? Or, or what are those numbers? Yeah, that's about right. That's about right. It would be about 20% um, because our ARR net new last year was, you know, call it 300,000. And then that's about what the churn would have been. So Which is why you're flat as a business total. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. And have you, so last time you came on, you said you're spending about $15,000 uh, in terms of CAC. So you had about a 15, 16 month payback period, which is fairly aggressive, uh, but manageable, of course. Well, has your CAC changed drastically today? No, it's about the same. I mean, we're we're about a about a one year CAC payback. And where are you spending that ten or fifteen thousand dollars when you're looking to get new customers? Um, so it's it's across the board. I mean, we're it's a, it's not a huge amount of money, so we have to be very focused. We've we've actually found some um, um, events that have been quite good for us. So one of our target verticals is municipalities, and we found some really cost effective shows for uh, communicators of, of municip- municipalities and that's given us a good ROI. We've also uh, participated in content marketing world, you know, the content marketing Institute, they've got a, a couple of events um, and the ROI on those has been good. So, so events has been a part of it. We also do some, you know, G2 crowd and Captera 
and some paid advertising and of course our, our own expertise with SEO. So a lot of it, because we have a full digital marketing agency in house, we, we do a lot of our own marketing that way. Um, yeah. So, so that, that would be the bulk of where we, where we spend it. Yeah. You don't do a ton of SEO though. I mean, I was looking at some of your on Ahrefs rankings wise. I mean, you don't really, you don't really rank for many, many, if at any organic keywords. So you're not really doing SEO aggressively. No, no, we're not. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a hard, uh, you know, we're, we're in kind of a blood red ocean there on the content marketing uh, platform space. And so we, uh, you know, we, we do some of it, but uh, we're, we're kind of targeted in, in what we're going after. Um, and, you know, really, like I said, the, the focus has been more on bringing the platforms together and focusing on churn with our core customers. And uh, this is the year 2020 where, um, you know, actually I'm, I'm in the process of uh, doing an equity round to uh, to ramp the marketing up. But it's it's been, you know, we, we didn't want to drive a ton of traffic to our existing uh, software products just because we were, you know, we were at the point where we were bringing them together. So. Yeah. You, last time I came on, you said you'd raise about 3.8 million. How much more are you looking to raise now? 500K. Okay, 500 grand. And where do you think you'll spend most of that money? Purely, uh, purely marketing. Okay, got it. So raising 500K now. And what, I mean, what are the equity markets like right now, considering, considering the virus and kind of the macro economy? Well, you know, it's a very interesting question. So I had my AGM. Uh, What's an AGM? Our annual general meeting uh, with my existing shareholders. And I had that uh, back at, uh, in January, at the end of January. And uh, I thought that uh, I would be able to raise this round pretty quickly just with existing investors. So I'm, I'm mostly funded by local Vancouver angels. And um, everybody was really happy. You know, I hadn't raised any money for about two and a half years. Uh, we went from losing, you know, a million and losing a million to, you know, where we're at now, break even. So everybody's pretty happy. You're exactly break even today? Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. In fact, slightly, slightly positive. Oh, and so everybody was pretty happy with that. And I said, like, you know, now if we put 500K in and purely on marketing, um, we'll be able to, you know, go for it. So it, I thought it would be a relatively straightforward round. Now with the, you know, coronavirus, um, things have changed obviously very quickly in the last three weeks. Now I haven't had anybody say, no, I'm out. But again, I, I haven't officially opened the round yet. So I guess time will tell. I should know in the next few weeks how, uh, how things have changed. Well, we'll see on that note, Matt, let's wrap up with yeah. a famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Oh boy. Um, uh, scaling leadership right now. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Yeah, I'm in a, I'm actually in a round table of CEOs and there's sort of seven other folks that I meet with regularly. And, uh, really that's who I'm paying close attention to is name one in my, my business. Um, Shannon Susco. With which company? Uh, she's a uh, metronome growth systems. Okay. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building your business? Uh, actually, so it's the same tool that uh, Shannon, uh, her company, she has a tool called metronome growth systems. And that's the tool that I use to put all my KPIs and my metrics and my priorities and, and all of that. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? I try hard for uh, seven. That's good. Don't always get that, but that's my that's my goal. And Matt, what's your situation? Married, single, kiddos? I am uh, married with uh, two teenage daughters. One's in university. One's in grade eleven. That's great. And how old are you? 
I am 50 years old. 50 years old. Last question. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Uh, uh, take time, uh, slow down, slow down. Guys, Gitman Tint, helping folks and customers with their content marketing. He acquired one of his, uh, someone else in a space in Toronto that was doing about $1.5 million in revenue back in late 2018. He was doing a million in revenue at the time. Now the company doing about $2.5 million a year in revenue across 130 customers. Founded in 2012, $3.8 million raised, looking to raise another five hundred grand right now to fuel some of this growth. Net revenue retention about 100000 uh, sorry, 100%, and their uh, CAC payback period call it in the 12 to 15 month range. Matt, thanks for taking us to the top. Awesome. Thank you, Nathan.